In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, Betches? Welcome back to another episode of our weekly podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today I have two guests with me. Okay, so we have our favorite therapist back, Emily Hey Girl. Hey! Oh my gosh, I love an Emily. I also have another guest who's back. I love a Nicole. Hey, girl. Hello. Okay, so Nicole, you work here at Betches. Yes, Just I do. as a refresher, what do you do again for everybody who's listening? All things marketing, events. I help with the bride's Instagram account. You know, I don't want to bore you guys, but I do a bunch of that kind of stuff. I help bring in guests for our podcasts. Hit me up. Yep. Yeah, so. And follow at Betches Brides. Yes, most importantly. Yes, okay. So you are, we planned your bachelorette party last time you were on. Okay. And so you are, your wedding is how far away now? My wedding is a little under one year. It's October 31st, 2020. And um, yeah, I got to get planning. Okay. So today is a very special podcast. So Emily is going to take us through a bridal boot camp that you legit actually do in your practice, right? Okay. So give us background on that. Okay. So uh, Nicole, thanks for being here. Nicole had no idea when I showed up today that we were going to make her do this. So she's our guinea pig. How excited. She's a totally guinea pig. Okay. So here's how this would work. So this is a seven week premarital course that I run in my practice. How this would work is I have a couple come in for a session every single week and we go through these really important things. Here are the things that I have found really make marriages work and I talk about them we're gonna try to do this in like two episodes okay this is something that takes me seven weeks to do so like you know everyone just like go with and be supportive like let's no negative Nancy's here all right <laughs> okay so one of the things we'll talk about is like talk about like um their the history of the relationship and also both individuals family history that okay. gives me some context of how they operate within their relationship question you yes. know we do this with both people in the couple yes typically we only have nicole poor nicole's partner <laughs> poor didn't mike. sorry mike <laughs> he had it's, no idea did you he guys consent are, to this he, he has no idea i he's still haven't even let him yeah. know so. yeah he's consenting on air he's we're just fine. gonna pretend i'm yeah. an open book normally so it's nothing he won't be used to okay, so good. typically this would be me with a couple um in the room we're just with nicole but i'm gonna walk you through how this would work with a couple after I came on for the first time, we talked about the importance of premarital counseling. Yes. I got so many messages of people looking for a therapist who does that, questions about what it looks like. So we decided, why the fuck not do it? I here. love this. I think it's <laughs> yes. so great. I'm so here for it. It's so, like we're sitting trying. through a therapy session. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Literally. Okay. It's uh-huh. So I get free therapy today. She does. I'm, I'm going to sit here like deeply jealous, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> and and then me and Taylor afterwards are going to do special time with her. <laughs> and yeah. Taylor. Off, off air. <laughs> off air. Okay. So, girl, do your thing. Okay. So, Nicole. Yes. I want you to first start with telling me a little bit about how you and Mike met. Okay, so we met in college. Oh. My sophomore year, we both went to James Madison University mm-hmm. in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Do you out remember there the, the first mountains. time you saw him? You know what? It was in one of the dining halls. I had chicken pesto in my teeth. Um, I was Beautiful. eating a chicken pesto sandwich, <laughs> and I I like knew of him because we were both in Greek life. 
And um, so we kind of like knew of each other. But long story short, I was like, who's that hottie? And my friend was like, let me get his attention and bring him over here. And I was freaking out because I had pesto in my teeth. And yeah, he came over and sat down with us and kind of had lunch with us. I had just taken a final. I was wearing sweatpants. I just wasn't my best day. Um, I like that. I like when you meet your partner in that way, warts and all. Yes. Because it's like, if they can love me so ratchet, right? Then like, that's really important. Okay. That's amazing. Tell me what's the first thing that you noticed about him, that you loved about him? What was the thing that made you feel like, oh, I'm down? He like really went after me Mm because, you know, I was in college girl getting around. (laughs) you know exploring it's my favorite type of it's my favorite type of girl just so you know yes i was i was adventurous (laughs) with my vagina yes exactly yeah i want that vagina hanging out i love that okay and he you know he really like came after me like was persistent like asked me to come to his you know date functions and stuff again he was a frat boy and that's the thing too it was a different side of him because he was also Mm. exploring around like as a frat boy so I don't know. And then we just clicked. I thought he was really witty and funny. That's like a big draw for me. And we had fun together. And yeah. And then we we did like, since we were both in college again, like party animals, we talked for a while. I'm putting okay. air quotes around yep. talked. But so we didn't start like officially dating. So like non-exclusive. Is that what we call talking? Or what's kind your definition? Of. Like we were exclusive. We were starting to like, you know, not hook up with other people, just okay. each other. But then we started like officially dating, like literally a year after talking. Um, so in college, and then we've been together ever since. All right. So tell me what your your and Mike's vision for your marriage is going to look like. I know that this is a bride's podcast, but one of the things you talk about is it's just one day, right? Yes. Isn't that what it's they're just really, one day? It's just one day. That's what Taylor says. So it's a big day. It's an important day, but of it course. is one day, right? After so let's. All. Absolutely. So tell me about when you and Mike think about the future, do you talk about where you'd like to live, if you would like children, if you'd like pets, if you'd like to travel? Like, Give me a little bit about like the, the future vision. Yes. So we both want kids, definitely. As of right now, we both are on the same page in terms of like, you know, we want to have that sort of vision for the future, but we don't want to over plan because okay. we both work in media where, you know, that could bring you anywhere one day. We don't know what our future like job is going to be like so um hopefully here at betches but <laughs> but <laughs> good one but no so um literally my boss is in the room no but um so yeah we both are on the not me i want to be clear <laughs> on that <laughs> um so we both definitely want to have kids definitely like want to travel see the world make the most out of life um and i think we both want to just have like a really strong supportive marriage where we're equally taking on responsibilities in the household. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes I'm like, we need to travel a lot more. I definitely have that urge a lot more than he does. He's mm-hmm. more of like a naturally content person. But um, must be nice. Yeah, right. What is <laughs> right. that like? Is that because he has a penis? <laughs> right. Real. I know. Right. I think that comes with those. Um, I do too. Okay. So let me ask you this. Now, I'm going to start going with some things I would do in my practice, but I want to ask you first, before I move forward, is there anything specific you'd like to ask me today? Any questions you have about your relationship or anything you really, it's important for you to touch on? Um, just like the number one, like thing 
to know i mean literally like i know down the road people fight after you get married you get money issues come up like god forbid adultery comes up Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like what's your number one tip for like dealing with all of those in the future and not getting a divorce because I want to avoid that at all costs because my parents got divorced love love them that is great because that (laughs) leads us into the next thing oh wow okay so when you're going and working with a therapist it's really important for them to just get to meet you and your goals directly right so even though I have this seven week plan the most important thing is to hear what you really want out of this and will be important for you and Mike of course he's not here but right. we're going to pretend you're speaking mm-hmm. on his behalf we'll be exactly. on his behalf he also wants to know the number one tip to not get a divorce yes so let's talk about your family a little bit okay. if that's okay so everyone should know that your past affects your present yep we've right. learned this before on the podcast we've learned Very this before true. we talk about this so let's talk a little bit tell me about your family of origin Yes. Okay. So my family, we moved around a little bit as a kid. I grew up like in Florida, in Winter Haven, Florida, outside of Orlando. Mm-hmm. And then do when you have I siblings? Was, I do. I have an older sister and a younger brother. A middle child. I'm a middle Can child. You t- real quick, tell us about that middle child. That <laughs> well, is, what, what 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 is it? So okay, so a lot of middle listen middle children have a bad rep yeah they are incredibly flexible they actually tend to be the most adapted child because they never got all the attention on either side right so they always have this bad rep that they're like cause issues but that actually really doesn't seem to be true they tend to be incredibly flexible but let me ask you this what does mike have siblings he does a younger sister so he's the oldest and we have a middle child that's yes. great it's great to have okay. often to not have the same birth order oh good. we have two I know. I have a few people in the room. If you have two firstborns, they tend to just be really opinionated. Oh, God. Right? Firstborn's so, the worst. So I'm keep that in mind that if there's more conflict coming up, wait a second, in my family that I always get to have more of a voice, right? So, like, that sounds like this really silly thing to think about where a birth order is, but sometimes it can affect things. I know some people are having explosion. I don't, that's not the right word. Cut that shit. But. <laughs> Some people's minds are blown right now is what right. I meant to say. Okay, so you're the middle child. He's the oldest. Great. Now, yes. your parents are divorced. So, How old were you? So I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Going into high school when that happened. A divorce is totally normal right. for most people in our generation. But what type of divorce was it? Was it healthy? Was there high it conflict? It was kind of healthy. Like, they were af- like, after it, they were very, they were friends. Like, they were able to be cordial. I would make them come up at the same time and visit me in college and take me out to dinner at the same time. My mom, just so you know, for context, um, passed away a little over two years ago from cancer. I'm really sorry to hear that. Thank you. I know I should have like warned you before that I would talk. It's deep. But um, yeah, so that was obviously super hard on the Mm -hmm. whole family. But that also like, just to give you background on my family, we're all so obsessed with each other. And I think that comes from like doing a big move from Florida up up to Maryland, where I grew up for the majority of my middle school and high school, I think that like made us all closer because we had to like start over in life kind mm-hmm. of and make new friends. So we're very all obsessed with each other. Like I'm obsessed with my family. I go home at least once a month to see them to, in Maryland. And um, I think, yeah, just like losing my mom made us even more obsessed with each other. Absolutely, so. absolutely. And what a difficult thing for anyone who's lost a parent going through the wedding process is very difficult exactly or anyone that even just has a strained relationship with a parent there can feel like there's a big loss especially when it's a mom oh you want them there when you're picking out a dress when you're doing these things right and sometimes it can really add into that so that must be tough 
Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. That's it's funny because like my one of my best friends unfortunately lost her mom as well and she'll come to me and be like I don't understand how you're so strong for like mm-hmm. going through this and doing the dress shopping and everything without her and I'm like well thank God my sister is like become my older sister has mm-hmm. become like the mother figure and she's amazing and um, yeah you just kind of do it you find a way to live right yeah but it's incredibly difficult. Uh, can I ask a little bit about Mike's family? Yes. So, <laughs> yes. They, Mike, who has no idea this is happening. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> he's, he's a saint. Um, so, no, they're the sweetest, most down-to-earth people. I'm not even just saying that. Um, they're from South Jersey, right outside of Philly. They He has a younger sister, two parents. Um, they're very – his mom is fully Italian, so they're, like, a very Italian family, like, warm, very, like – best friends with their eighth cousins that kind of thing so very obsessed with his family as well um very just family oriented so okay great so now i'm going to ask you a question that this is something you want all the um all our brides and grooms to think about out there brides and brides or grooms and grooms Mm -hmm. okay i want you to tell me if there is any parts of your family of origin you'd like to leave behind oh any parts of my family like my like or like our uh, like the fact that we're Italian, like su- like that kind of thing. Or well, more like you know they um, there was always a fight at Christmas, or you oh, know okay. sometimes we use um, sarcasm as a way to communicate. Are there any parts that you'd like to say? Oh. You want to know what I did this in my family, but maybe I'd like to leave this. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's always stuff. There's, there's always stuff on my mom's side. Again, I love them all to death. Of course, of course. This doesn't mean you love them any less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just talking about that. You and Mike get to make this beautiful future together. Yes. And you get to create what that looks like. Yep. On my, there's like, uh, there's some heavy drinkers on that okay. side. Germans. Um, heavy drinkers. Um, yeah. And then just like the, the various, like I've had aunts and uncles that have gotten divorced and had like issues as couples. So I obviously don't want to carry that mm. on. Um, on my dad's side, you know, there's been a little bit of drama with like, his sisters here and there and so that like I don't want to ever like have to fight with my siblings 
Um, so yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay, great. So what we're going to talk about here is to think about if I'm going to break intergenerational patterns, if I'm going to decide this is going to stop here, for some of us it's drinking, for some of it's divorce, for some mm-hmm. of it, um, for a lot of women it's eating disorders, you know, like these mm-hmm. are things that can get passed down through our generations. Yes. And all of us get the choice to say, this is going to end here. Okay. That's a beautiful thing. I love the idea of leaving drinking. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is something, especially like on holidays, to think about what that's for children. If that's one thing we're going to go. So do you and Mike communicate about these things, these things you'd like to leave behind? Have you guys talked about these as a couple? Probably not as much as we should. Well, now you will after today. This is really <laughs> helpful. You're forcing me to for the first time. Again, like we're both so obsessed with our families. Like they can do no wrong. But you're forcing me to see that they're not perfect. And I think you'll force this will force Mike to see that too. That right. we need to talk. We're about We're not going to ask you to answer the question on him. He can decide for himself what <laughs> yeah. he wants to leave behind. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so then let's go positive. What do you really want to take from your family of origin? I think. Hmm, that's a tough one too. There's so much. The definitely like the fun, like gathering together family aspect that that's so important. Like we have fun at our family get togethers and we definitely make an effort to do that a lot. Um, I like the fact that I've had big families on both sides that like, you know, there's, I have 16 cousins on my mom's side and I love that. Um, and I think just like the, I don't know, like we just don't take, our families don't take themselves too seriously, if that makes sense too. Mm -hmm. Like they're just like go with the flow. And then I know from Mike's side, they're very much like family first. Like Mike's grandmother lives with the mother. And that's like, I think that's rare to find like you, that you take, you know, one of your grandparents in. So I do want to take that too. Like they're always there. Like Mike and I have said too, if we ever, God forbid, like we ever like went homeless and I don't know why that would happen, but like we know that our families would take us in. So Mm -hmm. I want to carry that on. God, well, I hate to be too much like a Hobby Lobby tchotchke, but that was some love and laughter, <laughs> lightness, right? I know. It's so sweet. Right? So, okay. So for you, the importance of taking over that love and laughter. Like, I, Taylor, I have to ask you, because you were married before. Did you ever do any of this work beforehand? <clears throat> you know what? We, we, what, like therapy? Like, these are just hard questions. And we don't have to go to therapy to answer these. I mean, there are... My parents made us go before. They they said, we're going to stop paying for the wedding. You guys have to go to couples therapy or we're not going to pay one more bill. Because that's (laughs) how fucking bad stuff was. Um, I will say this. It was interesting you asked a question about about what you don't want to carry on. Because, like... I know exactly what I didn't want to carry on from my family. And it was my dad's psycho scared about money. My dad's a doctor. He went to Harvard. He has nothing to worry about. But he always thinks that we're going to go poor. And like Mm -hmm. my parents have a beautiful house on the water. Like, listen, he went to school with Bill Gates. So I guess from his perspective, he's poor and failing. But like, well, can I ask what were his... He grew up in a very poor household and they were always worried about money. Yes. Absolutely. Right. So that's where we talk about these intergenerational patterns. We keep going down. What do I want to release? And for scarcity of finances, that's going to be huge for you. So I wanted to break that. And yep. that was the, the one thing I can promise you was that my husband was and still will be to this very day a great provider. Mm-hmm. That was something that I felt like very secure. and was like one of the only things I felt very secure in. And so when we got a divorce, I am now finding myself very worried about finances. And I wow. know I am conscious that that's something I wanted to break in my family. I chose a man to break that with. Mm -hmm. It didn't work out. And now I'm with a woman. And that's like my number one concern is finances. So it's like, how do you stop something from happening when you know that you're literally doing it? Well, you know what's interesting is, but you're talking about before in your relationship with that man, 
um, was been. I, should, can I call him that? Sure. Yes. Okay. We all do. He <laughs> loves it, I'm sure. <laughs> but are you are you in contact with him? No. Oh, okay, great. Well, <laughs> I want to meet him. Good day to you, <laughs> He's sir. He's great. Honestly, I would set him up with any <laughs> yeah. girl that would like has thick skin with tough sister-in-laws. But it seems oh. like for you, he was a really safe choice. And a lot of us make safe choices in our relationships. I'm not saying that's good or bad. Some people marry based on safety. Because I have experienced trauma in my life, I have to pick the safest thing. It's the only way for me to survive. This isn't a wrong or right thing. It's just know what you're doing. Yes. So for him, you made the safe choice that was going to ease some anxiety. Then when you actually followed your heart and made the right choice, guess what comes back again? Yep. Trauma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. Right? So those are the things. So this is all the stuff to think about. For everyone listening here, <laughs> this is the internal self-work that will lead you into a place. Because now we'll ask Nicole, Nicole, what do you think? You talked about wanting to break the pattern of divorce. Mm-hmm. What do you think actually makes a strong, happy marriage? I think definitely communication. Like talk when you're feeling weird. Talk when you're, I don't know. Talk at all times. Um, a good, truly a good sex life. I'm not, hopefully my okay. in-laws don't listen to me, whatever. <laughs> um, but like, I found that like, if Mike and I have, are ever like hitting a rough patch, it might be because we're not as intimate as we can be. Okay. So, um, that's just important. Like keeping the chemistry, keeping the it's important. fun, like keep flirting throughout. Even if that's tough too, like for couples that have been dating forever, like it can easily, you can fall out of love, I feel like. And so I'll have to like hit myself and be like, we need to flirt or just like do something fun with each other. It's the Zaza Zoo. Mm. Right. You got to have that. Yeah. Because when you hate each other, that's the thing that you're like, remember when we were like obsessed with each other? Yeah. <laughs> remember? Especially if you go from like a stark contrast, like you're obsessed with each other to like not, it's very obvious and sticks out, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just pulling e- pulling the weight equally, like... For us, I think for Mike and I, it's very important that we're both ambitious. Like, we're by no means rich at all, but, like, just the two of us outside of, like, families. But we both have ambition to, like, work hard, and maybe we will be one day, hopefully. Um, But... So I think like that's important. And just, like, carrying the weight at home. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is How do you guys split it up? uh, He, honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest, he's going to love this. He does way more at home. Like he'll, he <laughs> handles our groceries. He's like the importance of being equal, but he does it all. That's what I really mean. <laughs> and I, but I have guilt from that all the time. And he's like, no, you're fine. You're doing that. But like, especially coming from tradi- both of us coming from traditional Italian families where the woman is straight up in the kitchen cooking and cleaning like our grandparents were. It's like, I'm like, I'm never cooking and cleaning for you. So like, yeah, I just... We both, but we both do. I, I like, I'm planning the wedding and he's handling <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a lot of work. It is actually. It is. So, Nicole, you said to me, I want your number one tip on how not to get divorced. You yes. just answered it. You told oh. me what works. I asked you, what do you think works to make a happy, healthy marriage? So you just told me what would work in your relationship. You said. Okay, well, I need to practice what I preach. <laughs> there it is. Insight and awareness are nothing without action. Wow. Yeah. That's the thing is you know what you should do to your partner at home. You know that if sex is good, other things tend to be better. You know that you should communicate. You know that you should have emotional achievement. We know all of these things. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Your couples therapist doesn't have any secrets. We don't have special pills. I wish we do. We still have some good <laughs> pills, but we don't have the perfect pills. Give me those. It is. You already know the thing to do. It's actually just getting through it. 
So yeah. what do you think gets in the way of those things for you personally? What makes it hard for you to communicate? What makes it hard to um, always have a healthy sex life? What makes it hard to equally share the responsibilities? Getting in routine is like the devil, I think. Like getting mm. too much into a routine where you're both working and tired, exhausted, uh, you know, all the screen time these days. I sound like a 85-year-old. <laughs> all <laughs> all the damn screen. screens. It's wisdom. It's wisdom. But yeah, like, I don't know, like Netflix, we just go home into bed and pop on a Netflix show. I'm like, no, we should be getting intimate right now. So yeah, that definitely gets in the way, just like life. Um, and then I think like one thing I was talking about earlier, I just like comparing yourselves to other couples yeah. too. Like You're talking about this earlier before we came into the podcast studio. Yeah. yeah, just comparing yourself to other couples or even just other people in general, like I'll find that we fight when I see my friends on a lavish vacation and I'm like, why aren't we in Greece right now? What's his reaction when you say that? He, Especially he, from a traditional family. Does he feel like you're putting that pressure on him? He, yeah, definitely. He's like, you know, I want to travel to, like right now he's just like, I, we can't afford it. Like you're planning to a wedding. travel all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I'm, and just to give you context, I'm more of like the passionate dreamer person. He's very logical. So like that's why our arguments, I'm like, you're using logic against me. And yeah. How dare you use logic <laughs> in life to survive? Yeah. So we're very different in that sense. But yeah, I don't even know if I answered the question. No, you did. That was perfect. <laughs> okay. But you talked a little bit about, you said something beautiful and, and Taylor put it out there like which was just a reality check which is like you're planning a wedding right mm -hmm. so one most people going on this lavishes vacations are not paying for it themselves yep their parents are <laughs> their True. parents are or somebody died and they got some money from it mm -hmm. um and i promise you they have their own set of problems too because i was in that rich world and i'm telling you right now their biggest thing is like what's my purpose so they have all these nice things yep. but they feel an emptiness like because they know that they're not paying for it at least that's my right. opinion do you think that's crazy no i mean that makes a ton of sense but i think it's just important to keep in mind right like it's such a stupid instagram quote but like comparison is the thief of joy it yeah. is it is no, so, so hard to how do you stop yourself though especially in the world that we live in well and it's you know the answer what is it don't go on instagram get off the screen but i right? need to do i know i know <laughs> this is no. being filmed right now for and, instagram and here is the thing we're never going to fully get off. I'm not saying disable your account. Right. Okay. But I'm saying when you come home, do you have to be on your phone past 8 o'clock? Is there like a, magical, like, like, like a magical formula or like amount of time that we should be like, a, like um, uh, what's the word? Like exposing ourselves to social media. I mean, I think that probably experts would say like a one hour a day. And oh, then if anyone has an iPhone. And then if anyone has an iPhone and they've seen their screen time, it's like horrifying. Horrifying. <laughs> I could have had a whole job, a whole other oh, job. Yeah. I, this I, time. I justified. I'm like, I was working. Meanwhile, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's that's nothing, there's nothing in my account. Yeah. So I've, I'm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the thing is that we, and that's why I keep saying, you know what the answer is. Mm -hmm. All of us do if we really take the time. But the answer is, how hard is it to actually do that? It's very hard. It's hard to shut off. It's hard to put down our phones. And one of the reasons, do you guys know what the most common, I hope I didn't say this in the last episode. Do you know what the most common day of the week people fight is? What day? Do Monday. You want to guess? Monday. Would Taylor do you have a guess? Um, I'm gonna say Saturday. It's Friday. Friday. Because we're ending the week and all of a wow. sudden we're like about to spend forty eight hours with this person. 
And it's a little bit like, should I start a fight right now? Like there's this part of us that will start shit to not connect because vulnerability mm-hmm. and connection is actually incredibly hard. That's why, uh, do you guys know about the vacation fighting? Like you have to have a big um, fight. Welcome to my, lo- my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> the first 48 hours of your vacation, there's always something, right? I have heard this. Yes, Taylor and I thing. had our first vacation ever where we did not fight on vacation. It was very <gasps> successful, but it was a conscious yes, mutual effort. Yeah. Cause I was like, it's too expensive. We never get to do it. We're both exhausted from work. We need this time to connect. Like no fighting. We can't sabotage it, right? right? But we do this and we sabotage. So what you should keep in mind is if I feel myself always on my screens, pulling away, staring at other people, what am I avoiding internally within myself and what am I avoiding within my marriage? Mm. Right. And my, something, I'm making Mike sound like a freaking angel, but something he always. <laughs> Congratulations, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, honey. Um, something he always says is like it's life is all about perspective too Mm. like like kind of like you said earlier like you were in the rich world but your it's your perspective looking in at them like they might have their own problems and like I don't know Mike and I compared to like our friends from JMU who might have these finance jobs where they're making bank and can travel but they're miserable in them whereas like both Mike and I took a step back in our careers like rejigger them and go into media where we both now love our jobs and but so it's kind of all about perspective. Absolutely. Grass is always greener for a reason, right? Right. right. Well, it's the grass is greener where you water it. Mm. Yeah. Right? Oh. So, so if I was to take my time, if I spend two hours a night, my husband's going to die when he hears this because like our biggest fight is like I'm always like on Instagram. I don't yeah. even have a Facebook because I know that I'd be obsessed with it. But like I can't delete Instagram. This is, this is even your therapist can't handle this, guys. <laughs> all right. Um, but so if I was to say... When I come home, if I was to put my phone away completely, because do we really need our phone during that time? No. no. We don't. Even if you work in media, which you both do, I know you don't. And I know other couples. Taylor's trying to fight. Like, if everyone could see her body language and face right now, she's going to fight me on it. No, I'm with you. You would be surprised at how good I am at disassociating with my phone. My girlfriend is not great at it, actually. Yeah, yeah she's she's kind of a phone addict. But that, that's thing, like, she'll, like, look at, like, like she's always like looking at Instagram and she like enjoys it. She's like, it makes her like she smiles. I get like <laughs> pissed and feel like I'm a failure when I look at it social media. It makes me feel I feel the sadness coming over me. And she'll always say like, but you're why a little are, bit more of a public eye. I guess she maybe is, she, right? maybe that's why because she's was like, what makes you so pissed at Instagram? I was like, the, the competition. She's like, with who? I'm like, with myself but at it, a screen. But and if I she know, worked in banking, she'd be like pissed at like Excel sheets, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. She's just so much more well adjusted than I am. Yeah. I know. Stay healthy people. We're we're the we're the unhealthy Dark people horses. in this relationship. Yeah, totally. In our relationships. I know other people definitely resonate with this too because I think Ashley tweeted on the bride's account once and it was like um it was like marriage is just one uh, sitting next to each other on the couch when one of you is just on your phone and silently I don't know. I butchered that tweet, but yeah. just, <laughs> just it is like that is these days you come home and you're you're in the same house but you're not actually spending time together sometimes i'll like look at taylor and be like okay time to like hang out we're together why are we on our phones yeah. but right. like we're both doing it but I, i'm the one that's quicker to pull myself out and say like the worst hang out with if, is if you're at dinner together if mike even touches his phone i swat his hand <laughs> Okay, so then let's take what these things we just said about what it takes to make like a really happy, healthy marriage. I want to give you guys two phrases. One is emotional attunement and one is emotional bids. Mm -hmm. Emotional attunement is I see what's happening for you and I meet you there. 
right? Huh. An emotional bid is I see what's happening for you and I lean into you. Okay. So for my emotional attunement, when I see, I'm, ta- I'm Taylor, I'm going to use you because um, I'm poor <laughs> because I feel so bad Mike hasn't consented and I feel no, like it's your girlfriend Taylor has consented because she is with you so she it's has a choice yeah. Yeah. so right like so for you it's when she see, when you see her going to that space of Instagram even though she's really happy but you really want to meet her there emotional to would be just touching her wrist and saying hey I know you're loving life in here can I get you come out here with me mm-hmm. oh, it's like just meeting her there and inviting her to be part of your reality no because then she's moment. like no you come in here and look at the videos of my nephews and i'm say, like i love them so much but i want to hang out with you right now say great let's do that for a few minutes and let me see these videos i can't wait to see them they're so cute uh-huh. and then we'll put on some music yep it's yes and right yes and yes and <laughs> yes and yes ma'am yes and yep right okay the next one is emotional bits uh-huh. so emotional bits is i see my partner slamming something down they're pissed. They're frustrated. And I have a choice. I can even walk away and be like, well, they got some problems over there. I hope he figures it out. I'm out of here. I got, you know, a date with my friends. Or I can turn towards them. I can lean towards them. I can turn and say, hey, what's going on with you? And those two things create enough safety in a relationship that allows other things to blossom that includes sex that includes actually more money because if you can communicate well effectively about these other things money isn't as scary anymore and for a lot of us money is pretty scary to talk about so we don't talk about it Mm -hmm. right or we don't look at our taxes or we don't check our credit card statements the way Mm -hmm. we should be because avoidance feels much safer yes but it's not Mm -hmm. and i like that too like when you ask that question to that like when you say like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, I think it's important for the other person to truly listen, like not just, like, and, and not just, or the person that's asking, hey, what's going on with you to truly like, to listen really and care. Because mm-hmm. Mike and I will be at home, like talking to each other and I'll be like, what did we even just say? Like, we're just aim- like not actually listening. Yeah. So, right. Okay. So then let's talk a little bit about, I want to also talk to everyone about conscious and unconscious contracts. Ooh. When you think about your marriage and what's going to work, a lot of us have, go into a marriage with unconscious contracts. Ooh. Some of these might look like, well, when we get drink, when we get, when we get drinking, <laughs> yes. when we get married, he'll stop drinking. Mm. When we have kids, I'll stop working. When um, we have kids, we won't have to go see our in, in my in-laws anymore. That's a lie. Um, when, <laughs> <laughs> Promise when, you that. When we buy a house, we'll host the holidays with us. We won't go anywhere else. So these oh. are things we think in our head and we often do not vocalize and make conscious. And when we go into our marriage with unconscious contracts, we will end up disappointed. Okay. It's going to fall apart. I feel like I don't do this. I feel like Taylor definitely does this. Uh, okay. I'm not speaking third person, by the way. My girlfriend's name is Taylor. <laughs> I just want everyone to know. They're like, she's in a relationship with this herself. This really weird. <laughs> I for sure do this. Okay, so to give me an example, Nicole. The one you said, um, the holidays, when mm-hmm. when we get married and have kids, like our families will both come to us. Because that's also a fight I see for I foresee. Happening. I was gonna yep. say, what do you? Because you guys are both equally obsessed with your families. What do you do? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's bad. Like they both. And now that I f- like, I don't have my mom there. I feel like my siblings and dad need me more. Yeah, but, of course. So like, but he, I don't. His family goes all out for Christmas. Like mm-hmm. his mom would actually cry if he couldn't come down for Christmas. Well, guess what? Someone's gonna have to cry because that's what happens when people get married. I it's know, tough. I know. Or you ask one of your families to just simply switch the day. Yeah. 
They won't, though. They won't for some reason. But sometimes they will. If you were to sit down and really map it out and say, what are the chances? Can we please celebrate the 24th for one? It's also, a lot of this depends on location of how far right. people are. Yeah. Wait, because Taylor, where? Cause the best part of being married to a Jewish guy was this. Like, yeah. was this no, you have to oh, worry about Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah, the best. You get Yom Kippur with them. And yeah. then you yeah. get. They got every single Jewish holiday. And so mm-hmm. that way I could justify giving my parents even Thanksgiving too, because they live further away. It yep. was the best. Oh, that's amazing. But then they would be super mean to me when we would come back for Thanksgiving. So actually it didn't really work. So just <laughs> right. pretend it worked. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. So that's the thing. Is So how do we figure out a way for this to work between us? Because someone is always going to feel a little bit hurt, mm-hmm. especially when we've had a loss of a family member. Of course. It right. is very hard to switch and to not be with our family. Because I would imagine, it seems like you were incredibly close, Nicole, with your siblings yes. as it is, but I would imagine after the loss of your mother, you became even closer. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Right. So that's pretty hard to leave them during the time because the holidays... I mean, you lost your mom two years ago. That's like yesterday. Yeah, right. that's like nothing in grief oh, world. Oh yeah. So oh, it every feels holiday, like is, every holiday is still incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. So, how do you have those conversations with your partner and not make them unconscious contracts, but actually conscious conversations? Right. It's hard. It's incredibly hard. Can you role play? <laughs> do you want to do it with me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like. Hey, Taylor. <laughs> um, no, so it's like, I guess, okay, let's do a holiday, right? Yep. So we, we're actually going to be apart this Christmas. We're just going to separate because. Do two different ones. People do this all the time. But I'm not thrilled because I'm with her family a lot. Her family, mm-hmm. her sister lives in New Jersey, so they're super close and her parents are in Philly. So it's it's not easy for her parents to come, but it's easier for them to like come for just like a night or whatever. It's yeah. only like an hour and a half drive. So you see them more. We probably. see them more and I fucking love them. Thank God, because we're with them all the time. But yeah. I genuinely adore them. Like I love them so much. My family's in Boston and I adore my family too. And it's just it's harder to get to Boston, it's harder to see them. Of course. But I just feel like when it I feel like with Taylor, my Taylor, like when it comes to her family, like there's not a question. There is no wavering. It's we're gonna it's she's gonna be with her family. I'm the one that's like, okay, to my parents, like, okay, so I'm gonna take off this holiday and then I'll be with them. Like I feel like I can never get like we can have the conversation. Like mm-hmm. she understands it logically, but when it comes time to pull the trigger, she ends up bailing at a last See, minute. I think about that. Is that okay to do like when you're married? But then you miss each other. Like you I'm, well, Taylor and I miss each other so much. I mean, we have like our own. Th- we've moved our Christmas. Yeah. So what we've yeah. done historically, we've been together for four years now, is we do our own Christmas, wh- which we do after Christmas with our family. So we have something to look forward to, mm-hmm. and we do. We like go fucking all out. We have the tree. Oh, we have that. a stocking. We like do presents. We we like hang out just the two of all all day long. It's really really fun. Oh, I'm copying that, and I like that. But you know, we're not married. And when we are married, I don't know if I'm going to feel differently about that. I just like my, I watch my little sister doing it. They, they switch holidays right now and that's just what they do. But my mom's like, she knows it's, it is what it is, but she's like, this sucks. Like having kids who are married sucks because then you lose them for a holiday. So we're kind of starting to get into it. We tried to do Christmas with both our families this year, but then my brother. It's the siblings make it very difficult. Baby of the family. That's, I mean, that makes it very difficult. So let me ask you this. So we'll talk about a role play. So have you sat down with Taylor and said, I know we talk about this every year. We haven't actually had, there's a successful, a successful trying of this, right? We haven't. What would this look like? Listen, we still have a lot of holidays left to go. What would it look like for us to give it a trial run? We don't have to commit. I'm like, don't like. It's so (laughs) scary. Well, because what's the fear? 
that it's just if we're gonna get in a fight it's not gonna get resolved and like I get, and then what I, happens then you're in the same damn place who cares I know yeah. I think she I think I am I'm able to care a little bit less because I'm a little bit more independent of my family I love them just as much as she loves so her so we teach but, people how to treat us so yeah. if you teach your partner you're the one who care less in a relationship and maybe you do and that's not a bad thing you're always gonna be the one that adapts that, right and maybe that's okay right take and choose your battles it yeah. doesn't always right. matter but you have to decide for yourself is this okay and at what point am I going to get resentful if I am <sighs> right yeah. that's the risk but if we do it based out of fear because the fear i think is that they're never going to give in right and i'm going to mm-hmm. get pissed at them i think that's the fear right there right no matter what she's always going to figure out a way to justify it and i'm just going right. to give in and i'm going to be secretly pissed but it's not worth fighting because what's the point here's the thing actually if you talk about it and then you make the conscious decision you end up less pissed yeah because you're like all right this kind of sucks this but I'm definitely going to get something back for this because remember, fair is not 50-50. What's fair? What's fair is what you define in your relationship. So maybe hmm. Christmas isn't going to be it, but that doesn't mean you don't get something else that's negotiable. Okay. That's so okay. That's fair. That's like, like fair. Like if she gets Christmas, you you guys both have to take off like a week in the summer to just spend time with your what? family. Yeah. Which is actually ideal because they live around the water and it's, yeah. it's way yeah. more fun time of year. And that'd be right. more fun than Christmas. Yeah. yeah, so whatever works in your relationship. So that's the thing about having a conversation is, yeah, I'm going to be pissed initially and the conversation is going to suck. But guess what? 10 years down the line, I don't flip out and throw a turkey at your right. mom because I've been holding your resentment for a fucking <laughs> decade. And that shit happens, guys. Oh, right. for sure. And then you end up in my office paying me a lot of money <laughs> to fix it. <laughs> She's giving it to us for free yes. right now. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's about um, Nicole, I have to hit one other thing with you before I move on to money, yes. which is you talked about um, sort of a heteronormative gender relationship in, in your family of origins, so these Italian relationships. Yes. Have you guys talked about gender roles when it comes to your relationship? Ooh. Yeah. So, okay. uh, no, we haven't actually oh, talked now, about it. Now She's you like, will. I talked to myself. She will tonight. <laughs> now I definitely will. But it's funny because like I – like we kind of switched like we haven't talked about it but mm-hmm. we kind of switch like i build the tv stands when they come in the ikea furniture Get it, girl and i hang curtains right. and he he cooks and cleans i love he's it. gonna be so mad at me no this <laughs> is a real it. man yes but i love he, it and that's the thing he's like he owns it well and also he has celiac disease so he kind of has to okay. be psycho about food and like so he takes an ownership there but like and I'll cook sometimes. I mean, I baked banana bread the other day, but <laughs> how is that for like, a celiac? I, oh, I did. It was gluten free. <laughs> Just like I went to Taco Bell last week. Very good. Okay, so I want you guys, everyone, to think about this. You probably negotiate your contract at work maybe once a year. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you should be negotiating your contract in your marriage the same amount of time. Shit. So you one thing works in your marriage right now or in your relationship right now, but maybe when you have children, it's different. If you're breastfeeding, guess what? You're doing a lot more work than he is. Mm-hmm. So things are going to switch. That's the importance of having these conversations. Reassess. <coughs> relook at things. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to change. You will change and morph throughout your entire relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to keep going and keep messing with it. You'll okay. find a perfect fit One of eventually. the things I do think is kind of like a traditional m- male role in relationships is like planning the really fun like get togethers like surprise me with a cool night out in New York City. I don't know. And that's something I'm always getting on him about. I'm like, you need to surprise me with a romantic dinner on the water. Like where? We, so we talk about how narratives, you know, like yeah. we, we have these narratives. Where did you learn that? 
like where did you I, learn like that a guy movies. has to be romantic <laughs> yeah in movies, movies. yeah yep. literally like the great gatsby i love him in that movie i wish my relationship was that like well that's oh that's so sad it's oh, never wait, gonna be like that, that. He be like, oh, okay never mind <laughs> you're fucked babe okay <laughs> okay so i know we're gonna move on to money right uh, yes okay yes. i think we should wrap this up right now so let's wrap it up here this is part one of the um of the bridal boot camp yep okay so we're gonna take a break now and uh well no we're gonna end now and then when we come back part two is gonna be next week see y'all soon um so you guys make sure to tune in and what are we gonna be talking about okay next week we're going to talk about money and sex yes and boundaries with in-laws and your vision for your marriage huge huge important stuff i'm so excited for money yeah and sex oh yeah that My two favorite things in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Make sure, make sure, make sure to tune in next week for part two of this bridal boot camp. Nicole, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm sweating in here, but you know, I think that's because of the temperature of the room. How's Mike doing? (laughs) (laughs) Mike, I hope you're doing well. (laughs) And Emily, is there anything else you want to say before we, uh, we, we wrap this up? Isn't this a great podcast? I think yes, you should all yes. rate and subscribe. I agree. And leave really positive comments about how beautiful Taylor is. <laughs> I told her earlier that people are mean to me on Instagram. That's why she's being nice to me. But I Everyone appreciate it. be nicer. <laughs> Jesus. It's really not so he- much here. The bride's audience is actually really great. It's more so my direct audience that's been with me for about 15 years. This is I can't put myself out there professionally. It's too damn scary. You know how I look Y'all at it? Y'all animals. I look at it like this. Who wouldn't get annoyed with their friend after being 15 years of friendship with them, right? That's so true. Yeah, that's I'm now. like their friend that they're like, oh, here she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> so this, and that's why the next episode will be my last on Betches so you all don't hate me. No, <laughs> you no. You're too good. <laughs> You're our residential therapist. Life therapist. Seriously, you guys make sure to rate, review, and, uh, and review. Sorry. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, rate, yeah. review, and subscribe. And we'll be back next week with part two of Bridal Bootcamp. Bye. Betches.